Well, friends, we've got a special guest with us because Answer Dave Brown is under the weather. But with that said, we are going to talk with our friend here, MVP Prelip or MV Prelip. We'll, we'll bring him in in just a second. But we're going to talk about Twins prospects and who we would be feeling comfortable trading them for among starting pitchers. This is Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello again and welcome back to Locked On Twins. I'm your host, Brandon Warren, and you can unfollow me on Twitter at Brandon underscore W-A-R-N-E. Thanks for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on YouTube. And of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is your team every day. Conspicuous by his absence is Answer Dave Brown. But we do have a capable pinch hitter here. Both I and Dave have been sick, so that's why we've kind of been passing like ships in the night here with the show. But we have our good friend Aiden Averback. Um, I Averback. I'm sure I screwed it up. But uh, MV Prelip or MVP Prelip. But you got to share the P there. Uh, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you? Excited. Uh, good. You are proof that you can wear me down when it comes <laughs> to uh, joining the show. No, um. I always appreciate the uh, the insight and analysis that you have, and um, you've been persistent that you'd like to come on the show. And so Dave being sick allows you to be the Lou Gehrig to his Wally Pip. Um, I don't know that you're going to host 2,130 consecutive shows, but hey, uh, you're here for the evening and we're ready to talk little Twins baseball with you, prospects mostly. But uh, first of all, how, how long have you been a twins fan. Like when did you get into all this? Cause this is, I feel like this is going to be the part of the show where I feel really old, but I'm just going to let you do that to me. Uh, so, um, I mean, I grew up in the South. I'm from new Orleans originally, but I've always had family in Minnesota. So it's kind of, I've played baseball my whole life. So when I chose a team, it was the twins just because there's no team in new Orleans. So, you know, family in Minnesota means the twins. I didn't really get into like, becoming and I call myself like a baseball sicko I didn't really become that until COVID and I didn't really get anything to do I've always followed the team you know uh Dozier was my guy when I was like really yep. little so yep. not to make you feel old there but uh um, no, you did you did <laughs> yeah so definitely like around around then and then you know 2020 the pandemic I really got into it and now it's all I talk about and now I'm on a podcast so hey well when we uh when we get to the main bulk of the show, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go nuts. We're gonna talk about pro, uh, prospects. We'll talk about trades, kind of a number of different avenues to pursue with this team because um, I think, as we're all well aware, they need starting pitching, starting pitching, and more starting pitching. Uh, certainly, good not to be coming from a place like some of the other teams in the division were, or even Twins from seasons gone by. But uh, before before we get to that, to uh, again, want to encourage listeners to be active in the comments, uh, thumbs ups, and subscriptions on YouTube, all that fun stuff. Five star reviews. We love to hear from you. Make it an interactive show, and who knows, maybe someday you can be on the show as well. It's kind of like. And this is really going to date me. Uh, this is I love Lucy. Lucy wants to be on the show. So 
we finally let Lucy and in this case, Aiden be on the show, but, uh, delighted to have you. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. You can make every moment more right now. Uh, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. It's $150 if your team wins. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Now, Aiden, the initial premise that I pitched to you to get prepared for was let's look at Twins prospects and kind of decipher who we would like. When you think of someone's number five prospect, the variance there is huge because you might have the Angels farm system or like uh, the Royals from 10 years ago farm system. And and those are not the same thing. Uh, So I figured if we did like a top down approach with what we know about the system, it would at least give us a feel for, you know, what pitchers the Twins have enough ammunition to get, but also to like a proper measuring stick across the way. Like if you trade prospect number four, who is the worst pitcher you'd be willing to trade that player for, or maybe not worst, but an offer that you would take. So we'll get to that in just a second, but first from the big league roster, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk about uh, Max Kepler or Hey Polanco, even to some extent, Christian Vasquez, uh, who of those guys are you really like, I'm not too worried about it. We can, we can move them for pitching if it comes down to it. Um, and again, keeping in mind that, yeah, you may not have any attachment to Christian Vasquez, but you also don't want to just give them away for nothing. So kind of mitigating all that, where do you stand on the, the big league guys and subtracting from the big league roster? Uh, I would definitely go Polo, Vasquez, Kepler. Um, yep. I just think, Definitely the middle infield depth that we have, third base depth, is you know the deepest the Twins are uh, organs organization wise, and we just got so. I just I'm terrified of where we are with outfielder depth, which I think is kind of something that's hard to say when we have so many left-handed outfielders. Yep. But behind Max Kepler, who is it really? You slide Wallner to right, and then it's Larnick in left, Gordon Castro. Those aren't guys that I really want taking every day at bats. So, especially now with Kirilov l- largely moving into the infielder DH too. So, as a, a position that seemed stacked and stocked not that long ago is now certainly coming into question. For sure. Yeah. So, if you were, so you want to keep Ke- uh, Kepler from the standpoint of just protection in the corner outfield, as opposed to the fact that, you know, you, you think he might or might not have more value to bring back someone like it, it's more about Polanco being from a position of strength. Vasquez being kind of a little bit of both. He's a position of strength, but also teams want catchers who play like he does. He's on winning teams, all that. So that's, a, it's good to n- note the difference because every step of the way Polanco and Kepler have kind of been next to each other. And so it's kind of hard to get a feel for like, you know, what it would look like without one or the other. And with that said, though, like, what's the caliber of starting pitcher you need to move any of those guys individually? Like, are you Adrian Hauser got traded by the Brewers? Decent number five starter might strike out like seven, eight per nine. Uh, there'll be some walks, but won't overpower you, but is a perfectly decent number five starter. 
Uh, I would have to aim higher than that for me to move any of these three guys. Uh, and I'm not saying it's a lot higher than that, but it would probably have to be someone I would be confident starting like game one of the second series of the year, you know, like your number four starter. I need someone in that mix. I'd, I'd probably go with you on that. It's just one thing I'm worried about is kind of the value of those guys. I, right. I think, you know, all of them are entering, uh, not Vasquez, but Kepler and Polar are in contract years. Right. So there's not a lot of value there. Uh, Polo has some injury concerns, defensive concerns. And, you know, I, I love the expected stats and Max Kepler's baseball savant is incredibly red, but, yep. you know, he only did it for half a year. It only showed up for half a year. So how much value is another organization going to take from a guy like him? So I think kind of a little bit better than Hauser. If those were the headliners, I think that's kind of what we'd expect. It's tough too, because a player is going to have more value for you specifically when you're trading them from you. You, you know how to value them. You know, their role on your roster and vice versa. So it, it could be difficult to find a match. What I feel like could be in play is a team like the Marlins who maybe won't prioritize defense as much and could put Jorge Polanco at short. Could they, you know, they're already stomaching Luis Arise at second and Jazz Chisholm in center. Like how much further are they willing to plunge? And at the same time too, like could you in theory trade Polanco and Vasquez Marlins have a very well-documented need at catcher. And then at that point, like how, how many steps have you made toward a trade for a legit starting pitcher? Now, I don't know if that falls on the, the Trevor Rogers side of things or the um, Jesus Luzardo, who I've been banging the drum for a lot. Uh, I don't know how close that gets you to anybody, but to you, is that uh, a starting point you're comfortable with? Would you do multiple of these, big league types if you were getting back someone that you could write in Sharpie in your rotation today? Uh, I would do, I would do Polo and Vasquez for Lazardo. I think, I think. I, I, I think you'd have to add a, a really good prospect too, but mm -hmm. I mean, that is your, your basis. Like if you could do those two and then you're going to have to trade a prospect you're not comfortable with. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's going to hurt. It's going to really hurt. But I think that's a deal that you could get the Marlins to accept. You could sell to their fans as we're not giving up, even though you're losing players that these fans identify. Um, and also you've kind of built up some goodwill in the last year with how the Pablo Lopez trade panned out. But if if Miami's looking to do, you know, some big league additions, a uh, really good prospect, and kind of just spread it out as opposed to getting, you know, two top, 50 prospects, which very few teams can give you anyway. It does kind of give me the sense that there could be a fit there between the twins and the Marlins, even though it's a different uh, front office structure now that they've moved on from Kim, Kim Ng as uh, as GM. So I still think the Marlins for me are the wild card right now. Oh uh, yeah. I would say Marlins probably would make the most sense just given that our needs identify I'll talk about this a little bit later, but the Brewers kind of yep. strike me <laughs> as a team. I don't, I don't really know what they're doing. I feel no. where they are. I feel like they could, they could still win the Central, but it seems like they're really 
willing to move on from this current core. So I feel like they're a team that we could work with. They have what we want. Uh, they have what I want, and they yeah. uh, know that. <laughs> and then they, uh, I feel like they would definitely be looking at a guy like Polanco, but even some of our prospects as well. Sure. Okay. Well, let's do this. Let's pause. We're gonna uh, have a word from our friends over at FanDuel, and then uh, when we come back, we're gonna dive into some prospects. Uh, a certain Milwaukee pitcher that our friend Aiden really likes. Obviously he, I would say it's on the same level as Jesus, easy for me to say, Lizardo has been for me this offseason. But first, a word from our friends over at FanDuel. So as the weather continues to get colder, I guess uh, your mileage may vary in Minnesota here, but the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Or if you like to do misery mitigation like I do, uh, an old hack is you just bet against your team because then your team wins and you're happy or your team loses and you're still happy. Uh, it, it's a no-brainer. You can't, you can't lose if you follow your old friend Brandon's misery mitigation tips. But if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, overs and unders, you name it, they've got it. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. That, like I said, right now, new customers, new customers, if you're thinking of joining, this is it. 150 bucks in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Got a lot of football coming up here over the holiday weekend. No better time than to do it right now so again visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the nfl season fanduel is an official partner of the nfl all right we're back here with our friend aiden we're diving into the bullpen that just means the bullpen is the second segment it is not that we're going to talk about relief pitching so hold your horses there don't get too concerned that i'm throwing you a curveball but Top of the prospect list, Walker Jenkins. Um, let's just, I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off. The list of pitchers that I would trade Walker Jenkins for is incredibly short. And I think part of it is we're also in a really weird era. Uh, kind of like in the NBA, I think you, you were moving into an era where a lot of the stars are kind of aging out. Your LeBrons and and all that. I think that's happening with starting pitchers now too, to where if you look at the top 10 starters, there are pitchers people may not know that much about their name, what they're, you know, Justin Steele was incredible for the Cubs this year. And I'm sure most twins fans don't know much about him. I'm sure a lot of people don't know how good Pablo Lopez was, or at least they didn't until he uh, did his thing in October and in front of a grand stage. So when I think about like the best pitchers in baseball and then kind of try to marry up who I would trade Walker Jenkins for. It's really hard to find a name because also too, you know, when we used, when I used to do this as a kid, I didn't think about years of control and everything too. Like it's a very narrow path to find a superstar pitcher with three years of control who anybody's willing to trade ever it just doesn't happen. All of this is to say that I think, if they were to trade Walker Jenkins for a starting pitcher, it would probably have to be like 
Zach Gallen, Spencer Strider. And Strider has his warts, but I mean he's he's a stud and he's got like five four or five years of control. I think it's four technically or four plus whatever with his uh super two and all that. Um the list is mighty short for me. Do you have anybody like I know who your guy is, and we're about to tell Locked On Twins Nation who your guy is. But is Walker Jenkins in the mix for you to trade for your guy? So I wouldn't trade Walker Jenkins for my guy. This is my way of saying Walker Jenkins shouldn't be getting moved this uh, this winter. I have okay. Strider, Gallon, and Yuri Perez of the Marlins. Yep. Okay. And you stayed young. Like the, the years of control can also apply to. Like, for instance, if you wanted to trade for Jose Barrios right now, he's got years of control. They're not cheap. But let's just say, in theory, the, the Blue Jays want to go big on Cody Bellinger and they want to flip a pitcher like Barrios to save money. I, this is all hypothetical. I'm just riffing. Um, you went young, and, and obviously, for that reason, it, it makes a lot of sense. But is is there a veteran pitcher or anybody, you know, like let's say on 31, 32, where if they were to come up, you'd be interested or are you just really focusing on young because one, it fits the twins MO two, it's safer. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like a hypothetical, like if, if the Phillies wanted to trade Zach Wheeler right now, does he make that list for you? Or are you really just kind of focused on young, cheap, etc.? I just, you know, this is, I don't think the twins win the world series in 24, maybe in 25. That's kind of why I want young guys okay. who, are coming into their prime you know Brios is good wheeler is good yep but i do think it's kind of someone i want that will be entering their prime or in their prime when this when the twins contention window really opens okay. so you know strider with that i think strider's a, a stud i really yep. do i think I mean, he's not going season, anywhere. if any if any stray listener thinks that we're saying the twins have a chance to to trade for spencer strider no like that's not what we're saying this is more along the lines of uh this is this is the trades that we think we'd be cool with and we think twins fans would be cool with like if you want walker jenkins you better have pitcher walker jenkins and if that's yuri perez if that's um I mean, it's so hard because so many teams don't trade those guys. So you, you kind of default to the Marlins and uh, and uh, maybe the Rays if they find it. But even then, they have to be expensive. So, um, yeah, it's just a long-winded way of saying it's really hard for me to think of anybody I would trade Jenkins for. Uh, I really do. I've loved Zach Gallen for a long time. But even that's tough because um, – you know, he's going to get to a point where he's going to have to get paid and that factors into the calculus too. Um, to that end though, like that, let's jump off the prospect side, sort of Royce Lewis is a non, a non-starter for you. As far as like, if someone calls up and says, Hey, Royce Lewis for, you know, we, we saw the counterpart of locked on Marlins said Royce for Lizardo. Um, And he got a lot of Marlins fans saying, no, we would never do that. You got me as a twins person saying the twins would never do that. Um, I think that's how you know you've cooked up a really good take is that everybody hates it. <laughs> but again, that no fly zone for me, Royce Lewis is squarely on it right there with Walker Jenkins. Yeah, um, I just 
as a mindset, I think the Twins should be looking to contend. And when you yep. have pieces that are already con- like contributing and look to be able to contribute for a long time with the Twins, I I think it's really hard to move them. You know, you have Jenkins and Lewis. I wouldn't say he's nearly as untouchable, yep. but I think someone who straddles the line with that list is Edward Julian. I, I was just about to ask you, yeah, Julian for me is – I feel like a lot of people think of him as not available. But if you look at his skill set defensively, um, I don't know, man. I mean, if I don't think he can play second, they traded a really good offensive player that they didn't think could play second that had years of control that wasn't too expensive. Um, it's not apples to oranges or it's not – sorry, it's not apples to other short shades of apples. It's probably more apples to oranges. But <laughs> – I don't know. Maybe it's not that unfathomable that uh, that they could trade Julianne in a trade for a. It would have to be a stud. Like I mean, Corbin Burns, you know, a uh, name that keeps coming up. And I know it's a one year thing. Um, I would have no problem offering him two hundred million dollars if he's healthy, which he needs an offer that would knock him off his sock or knock his socks off, knock him off his feet. I don't know if that's that, but it's still in that caliber. Like I need Corbin Burns. I need the next Pablo Lopez. If I'm even going to think about trading Julianne, who to me is more gettable than Royce Lewis. And, you know, on that note, I do think Julian is a better defender than we get to give him credit for. He came on strong as the season went on. He really, he looked a lot less shaky. You know, there were times in September where there were grounders hit to him where you're like, yep, that's an out. And at the beginning, it was not like that. Yeah, so he definitely improved, which, you know, makes me hopeful. But I definitely see that. And, you know, a guy like Corbin Burns does scare me just because he is a rental. But if you're telling me that the Twins will throw $200 at him, yeah, sure, I'll give up Julian. But I want at least a good bet that the Twins can re-sign him because I don't think the Twins should look at 2024 quite yet. Well, and the hard thing is, then why not wait a year and sign him as a free agent? And that's the eternal struggle is, you know, you can hug prospects all you want, but you only have so many roster spots. You only have so many opportunities and they are strong up the middle. So how do you view someone as like, not superfluous, but as extra depth, you know, do you think it's Brooks Lee? Is that where your depth starts? Does your depth start at Junior Severino? Does your depth start higher than that? Do you, I mean, the whole thing for me, is that you never really know where Falvey and Levine stand on these things. And they will make a move that you really just don't see coming. Like, I think Jesus Lizardo for a bunch of prospects and whatever makes a ton of sense. So they're going to end up trading for, I, I mean, I can't even think of a name, uh, Tariq Skubal or something goofy like that. You know, like, and obviously not in the division, but they'll they'll find someone under a rock. And it'll be someone I've heard of, but haven't just, haven't thought about. Um, you know, and so it, it makes this show fun and it gives us a lot of opportunities to kind of break down potential, but at the same time too, um, it makes you feel really good when you finally nail one because then you're actually in their brain, which is, uh, is really hard to do. Um, so you're, you're not really in on this Burns thing then because of the price it's probably going to cost. Uh, not necessarily the price, just, um, that whatever we give him up for, we're only guaranteeing one season with him. And yeah. 
you know, I'm, I want guys with control. I, I think, you know, Mally 2.0, Lopez 2.0, Sonny Gray 2.0. That's what the twins want too. They, the control, it may or may not work, but you want more opportunities. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And, you know, it didn't work out with Mally, but it worked out real well with Lopez and Gray. So they're, they're basically laundering a draft pick because they will have taken Chase Petty 20, whatever. And then the pick they get from, from gray is going to be not far behind that. And in the meantime, two years of gray at very reasonable prices. I mean, I think they want to repeat that. And why I keep coming back to Lazardo is he's, he's in a goofy spot with service time where he's going to get that extra year of arbitration eligibility, which we already know how the Marlins and arbitration operate Add another one onto the back of that. And like the time is as good as ever to get something for Lazardo. If you don't think you're going to keep him, which I don't know why they wouldn't try, but with that said, maybe that's just it. But that to me is the opportunity. You, you, He still could be better than he's been. He's not cheap, but he's not going to be as expensive as if you traded for pre- – present-day Pablo Lopez would be insane to trade for, right? Like you have to get these guys at the right price at the right time in their evolution. And then if you can be a part of their evolution like you were for Lopez – that's the whole name of the game. Um, so to me, Lazardo, even if he costs a ton, still can be the kind of guy that they can you not coach up, but bring him to that next level. And that's why I'm a little more comfortable. You know, you start having to talk about the Brooks Lees, the Emmanuel Rodriguez's. Um, you got to trade one of those top three guys if you're going to get Lazardo, though, right? Mm-hmm. I think almost, almost certainly, unless you... I don't even know what else you could do. I mean, cause you can't take back any money. They don't really have any, um, you know, you can't mitigate it through any other way. So it's, you're going to have to pay through the nose prospect wise. Um, at what point though, you know, where do you stand on Brooks Lee? Because like you look at the tools and nothing really jumps off the board. Uh, he's just, he's, he's more or less big league ready. He'll hit, he'll run a little bit. He'll field a little bit. He'll do everything pretty well. I mean, is he just a ready-made Jorge Polanco replacement? Do you think he's a third baseman? That All of that affects how you view him because if he's not going to be a shortstop for you, but he could for the Marlins, that's a pretty good way of getting in and saying, hey, Brooks Lee for Lazardo, let's go. Make it happen. Yeah, I think I think Brooks Lee is going to love Milwaukee. Um, he's uh, definitely think- my pick. Well, so did you have you told everybody who you're have you told everybody on the show here who your uh who your guy is? I don't even know. We maybe buried the lead a little bit. I think we did. Uh so my guy is definitely Freddie Peralta of the Milwaukee yeah. Brewers. I yep. think he's exactly what I want in a guy. Um, you know, his three years of price locked control. He signed a pre-arb con uh pre-arb contract. So, you know, you're getting him for five million for one season, then two uh eight million for two, which is perfect. Um mm-hmm. High velo guy. It's like trading for Kenta when he had made he was making no money and he he would only get paid as good as he was, like the incentives mm-hmm. as he pitched well. With Peralta, it's just there's no risk at all. Exactly. And I think he's a lot better than what his results looked like. He pitched oh, yeah. with a 3.86 ERA. He probably should have been better than that. And I am giving up anything that isn't walker jenkins and maybe emmanuel rodriguez to yeah. go ahead and get freddie peralta and i'm i'm wondering if they would want emmanuel instead due to age 
And boy, he would look good flanking uh, Churio in that outfield. So that's not to say uh, I prefer trading Lee or Rodriguez one or the other. I, I don't have a preference because I really don't want to trade either. But I also, if I'm in charge, I want a good pitcher. So I know I have to. Um, mm-hmm. Part of me, and this is completely off the wall, but would part of you have any interest in taking back Willie Adamas in that trade if it helped financially? I Again, this is spitballing. The Twins don't need more infielders, but we've very clearly seen the Brewers' MO of shedding salary. Uh, if they wanted to go with like a prospect-heavy package and you could bring back not only Peralta, but Adamas... I might do it, honestly. I think if we do that, it might end up looking like kind of what we did with IKF, where we just be soon just to maybe get a prospect back. Yeah. Um, just because I, I can't see us taking another infielder, even if we trade Lee, which would be my preference. I I like uh Rodriguez a lot more than I like Lee, just because I see that ceiling and I start salivating. Yeah, I mean it's it's um it's it's why teams draft toolsy guys rather than safe first baseman like Spencer Torkelson, you know. Mm-hmm. But so, no, I agree. So I think I think I think you're onto something with Milwaukee here. Yeah, I you know definitely Alta. If if we end up bringing Adamas back, it would have to be a trade just because Nick Gordon's still an infielder in some regard. Castro, Julian, uh. You still have infielders. As I'm saying this, I realize we're a little bit less deep because I imagine no matter what, Polanco's gone. Um, And if you're trading Lee, then it's Julian, Lewis, uh, Gordon, Castro, and then, you know, you're getting into the Junior Severinos, those kind of guys who haven't proven anything quite yet. But Prados, all those guys. Definitely be interesting in any way to come back. Well, before I let you go, because this 30 minutes has gone crazy fast, um, what's your level of, like, angst that they haven't done anything yet? Because for me, like, I'm just like, whatever. What happens, happens. They signed Carlos Correa at 3 a.m. or whatever. Um, They're going to do their thing. Uh, Where do you stand, though? Like, are you starting to get a little antsy, or are you like, Falvey doesn't sleep, he waits? I'm I'm bored, but I'm not worried. You know, the Twins didn't really do much around this time of last year, too. I think at this point last year we had, you know, Joey Gallo maybe and, yep. uh, and the Urshela trade. So I'm not too concerned quite yet. You know, I turn I turn 21 January 28th. If we haven't if I don't have a birthday present yet, then maybe I'll get a little worried. But yeah, for right now, I'm I'm OK. You had to throw that in there, too, didn't you? <laughs> Uh, no, um, that's yeah. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. You, I think too. What and this is what's driving me crazy about some of the analysis out there is the Twins really were so far ahead of the rest of the division, and it was like to hear that signing Hunter Renfro gets the Royals in the mix. I'm just like, the Twins sleepwalk to 80 whatever wins and a huge division. That doesn't mean they can do it again, but the Twins did not play indicative of their talent. And if they sign even just a few decent players, they're pretty much guaranteed to win 85 win games again without any luck. So, you know, the the Kenta Maeda's and the, the Jack Flaherty's, they can have them. 
the twins do obviously have work to do, but um, you know, there's no point in winning the off season. You got to win the regular season and the postseason. So everybody else can have the off season. And hopefully though, like you said, uh, we're what coming up a month on the, the mandate that you've put down of a uh, birthday present. We're working on about what, 40 days almost. How about uh, this? When they finally do something, we'll have you back on to break it down. That sounds good. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, he's Aiden Averbach. Did I get it right this time? That, yes. Exactly. MV Prelip. So Connor Prelip. Who are you, who are you trading Prelip for? I don't think I don't think Connor Prelip exists at this point. He's he's with her the Force Whitley, Sixto Sanchez's. I don't I haven't heard his name in a year I, at this I point. Think, I think he and uh, Matt Cantorino have been away filming a buddy cop film, and so uh, <laughs> maybe they'll both make make their return at the same time. But no, um, I, I love a callback like that because it's always fun to uh, study the prospects that people aren't always talking about. So thank you so much though for taking time out of your evening. Um, enjoy the rest of it. Thanks for hanging out for our friend Aiden at MV prelip. I'm Brandon Warren signing off saying thank you so much for hanging out with us on locked on twins and we'll see you tomorrow.